Well, good morning and welcome. Whether you're here in the room or online, let's get ready to worship today. Do you see what I see? Come on, let's stand together and sing. Do you see what I see?
you're alive today. Amen. Hallelujah indeed. Don't you just love that song and the words? It just fills you with so much spiritual energy. It tells us of our great God, the lightning and the thunder. They all testified to God. And it's getting ready to come down and rain today. As it rains upon us, let's think about God who has blessed us through the rain, through the lightning and the thunders. Amen. Let's give him another hand clap, brothers and sisters. I say he's worthy. He's worthy of our praise. Let the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. Our praise. There's a particular verse in the Bible that I just love when you think about the majesty and the power, the greatness of our God. You find it in Psalm 29. And David just talks about how how awesome our God is. Verse 1 through 7. David says, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory that is due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Sirlon like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord devises the flames of fire. And there's one more verse I want to read, the last verse, verse 11. It says, the Lord will give strength unto his people. Who here needs strength from God? <clears throat> Amen. Every hand is up. If not, it should be. <laughs> Praise God. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace, his perfect shalom. Let us go before the Lord in prayers, brothers and sisters. Let it never be said of us that we had not because we asked not. We humbly go before you, Almighty Father, boldly yet humbly. And we're going to tell you, dear God, what is on our heart, what our needs are. We're not going to tell it to the world. We're going to take it to you, Father, in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, creator of the entire universe, of everything that there ever was and ever will be, we humble ourselves before you today. Your word tells us it's in you that we live. It's in you that we move, O oh God. It's in you that we have our very being. It's not in us, dear God, that we accomplish anything. Jesus said, unless we do things through him, through the Holy Spirit, we can't do anything. We need you, Jesus. You are divine. We are but the branches. Help us to stay connected to you as we're doing right now. That's what we're doing, O oh Lord. We're here connecting to the Holy Vine, our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we magnify you today. We honor you. We thank you for your loving kindness, your tender mercy, for lavishing us with your blanket of compassion. We thank you for the safety that you also cover us with, that you've given your angels charge over us to protect us, to keep us in all our ways. So that we need not be afraid of the terror by night, the Bible says, or the arrows that fly up by day. 
nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. And your word says, though a thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, it will not come nigh me. Thank you for protecting us, dear God. Thank you for the promises of your word, the assurance that you've got our back, you've got our front, <laughs> you've got it all, dear God. And we love you, we trust you, we thank you. You've covered us with your blood, dear God, and that assurance that said it's going to be all right, no matter what we're going through. And a lot of us are going through some things. Some of us have lost parents and other loved ones this week. Services will be held soon. One of our members just lost our uncle this morning over in England. We ask, dear God, that you will look down on those who are suffering, those who are grieving. Lord, we ask that you bless everyone in the room today. We ask that you continue to protect us, keep us safe from dangers seen and unseen alike. Lastly, Father, I ask that you will bless this service particularly. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill the room with your holy ambiance, dear God. We want to feel you. We want to sense you, dear God. For in your presence is fullness of joy, the Bible says. And at your right hand are blessings forevermore. Lord, we need to be blessed. <laughs> Bless us indeed. This we humbly ask in the mighty, magnificent name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Lord and Savior. Could you say amen, please, brothers and sisters? Amen. If you want to say hallelujah, that's okay, too. Hallelujah. <laughs> you may be seated. My name is Lynn. Welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. We have a lot going on at our campuses, so we wanted to take a few minutes and let you know about some of those. Worrying about finances is something that God never intended for us. He wants us to be at peace. Financial Peace University is a step-by-step plan to win with money. This nine weeks pay off debt fast, spend wisely, and invest for your future. The course begins Sunday, September 25th at 1230 at the Bear Campus and continues every Sunday through November 20th. To learn more or to sign up, contact Darren Waters at 443-350-2832 or visit ctcde.church slash lifegroups or stop by the Welcome Center. Meeting Ground is a faith-based organization that has ministered to the needs of the homeless in Cecil County since 1981. The services they provide include transitional housing, a day program, and emergency shelter. Their goal is to help provide basic needs, connect people to services, and encourage spiritual and emotional well-being. On Saturday, September 24th from noon to 3 p.m., Meeting Ground is hosting an all-you-can-eat crab feast at Mixed Crab House in Elkton. To learn more, you can contact Meeting Ground at 410-620-3128. The church offices will be closed from September 20th through 23rd. Many of our staff are traveling to Nashville, Tennessee for a conference. We ask you to be in prayer for our staff as we travel and as we experience the conference that each one will be encouraged during that week. Thanks for being here today. Our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. You can find more information about all the events happening at our church by going to ctcde.church. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. Have a great week.
on September 11th, 2001, the course of American history was suddenly changed. We remember the chaos and the confusion, the destruction and the heartbreak, the shock of 3,000 lives lost in a single day. But we also remember the great resolve of everyday people, the acts of heroism that brought us together, the men and women who stood in the gap, somehow still fighting, giving every ounce of strength to help others. Decades have passed since that historic day, and in that time, we have learned that despite all the suffering and loss, our God remains faithful. Even when smoke and debris obscure our paths, His unfailing love will carry us through. As we remember those who were lost, let us honor their memory with our lives, giving our own strength to help the hurting, making sacrifices for those around us, and sharing the faith which brings eternal hope and peace. This is our promise and our prayer for 9-11. even though it's a very gloomy day, because I know when I wake up and it's raining, I don't feel like getting out of bed, but thank you for coming, and welcome, and also welcome to Community Day. So if you are new here, again, welcome. For all the newcomers, before you leave, well, once, hopefully you stay, because it's Community Day, but also as you're touring everything around the building today, visit the Welcome Center, where you will receive a free gift and be greeted by someone from our pastoral staff. And if you are online and you are new here today, Again, welcome. Make sure you click the New Here button at the top or the bubble that just popped up in the chat. And, of course, for a Connect card. So whether you're at your table or at your seat, you will see a Connect card, which we would love for you to fill out so we know that you're here today. And also you can write down your prayer request because we are always praying for you. And for those of you online, you can click the Connect card button at the top or the bubble in the chat. And sorry for all of you online who don't get to enjoy Community Day, but... You're here in spirit. But you've got time to get here. Yeah, that's true. Community will be here till 2 o'clock this afternoon. It's a good time to just fellowship and uh, get something to eat. We've got hot dogs, hamburgers. I'm not sure what the menu is, mm. but uh, I can smell the hamburgers being cooked already. And uh, so just have some fun today. Fellowship with lots of, lots of people. There's all kinds of information. And uh, we encourage you, if you are online, to come on over uh, if you're in the area and uh, enjoy, enjoy the day. It's always good to serve the Lord. That's our that's our theme uh, during this season, and uh, uh, we're, we're we're just here to help others experience God's life changing love. As we love God, we serve one another, and we engage the world with the good message of Jesus Christ. So come and join us. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's encourage each other with our principles of giving, of generosity, whether it's through our time or our abilities that we have, 
uh, we have some principles that we follow. And here's one of the principles. Let's read this together. We give according to our ability and beyond. And a scripture that encourages us to do this also. We remember out of Second Corinthians. Let's read this together. They did more than we had hoped. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us. Just as God wanted them to do. God wants us to be generous with all that we have and everything that we do. Let's continue worshiping God this morning. I invite you, if you're in the room and you're able to stand with me, let's pray together as the team comes back and leads us in worship. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for being with us. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and be present with us as we sing praises to you, as we think about who you are and what you have Uh, for us in our lives. Jesus, we need your power. You promised to send your power to us. And we come this morning, God, whether we're in our homes, in our car, or in this space, longing to experience your presence, your real presence in our lives today. So come, Holy Spirit. You're welcome here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The name of Jesus is more powerful than anything. The name of Jesus spoken in our lives. Just that one name sets people free, breaks bondages, chains, lifts us up. Can we call on that name today? I just want to speak.
Jesus. Lord, we call on your name today. Hallelujah. I don't know where you are today. I don't know where you are in your life, whether you're in this room or you're watching us online now or later. If you could walk up to any business anywhere in this country and say one word and overcome any obstacle. Get whatever you needed. Accomplish the things that you needed to accomplish. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, in the spirit life, the things that we really wrestle against, that are not flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, you know that scripture in the New Testament, rulers of the darkness of this world, there is one name that they all bow to. And that is the name of Jesus. That's right. Give him praise. God, we thank you that you have given us that name. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us that name to win every battle. To see your will done in our lives. To see our families, our children, our spouses, our extended family, our ministries. Lord, all of those things prosper. Because we speak your name. We do things in your name and not in our name. So God, today, we call on that name of your son, Jesus. Can we say it together? Jesus, say it. Jesus. Now, it's easy to say it here when we're all together, worshiping. I want to challenge you on Tuesday afternoon when you're on your way home from work and somebody pulls out in front of you. 
I don't mean the other way. I mean say, Jesus, I speak your name. Because your name conquers all. When Jesus walked on the earth, the disciples and those that were with him had his presence to be with him. But when he left, he sent someone else to be with us, and that's the Holy Spirit. Right? The Holy Spirit is here with us, guiding us, leading us, blessing us, ministering to us, ministering through us. So, God, today we pray that your Holy Spirit would flow like a wind through this place. Flow like a wind and like a river through our hearts.
That is our prayer today, God. Pour your spirit out on all of us. Pour your spirit out on those that are going to be our guests today for Community Day. Pour your spirit out on all of our workers and those who are called to serve today. Pour your spirit out on us as we receive from your word, as we receive from Pastor Roger's message today. Pour your spirit out on April and those in kids' ministry that as they minister to our children, that you would pour your spirit out. Lord, pour your spirit out on those that are watching us online. Pour your spirit out on each of us today and every day as we move in your will. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping. You may be seated. Watched about uh, 911. Powerful prayer, powerful video, uh, and so we do remember all those uh, those who have passed, those who have helped, uh, and those who served. Following, and we're follow, we're continuing our our theme of serving others, saved people, serve people. Today, I want to talk about the mindset that we have as we serve others. And uh, Jesus brings to us a renewed mindset about following Christ. There was a shoplifter who had a change of mind. He didn't get caught shoplifting. But he wrote this letter to the department store that he had stolen from. And he says, I have just become a Christian and I can't sleep at night because I feel guilty. So here's $100 that I owe you. And if I still can't sleep, I'll send the rest. <laughs> talking about repenting, talking about turning around, talking about changing our minds. We hear the word repent, and literally it means to change your mind about something. When Jesus comes into our lives, when He fills us with His Holy Spirit, we can expect even our minds to be changed. An elderly woman went to church, and she had... Uh, Then she returned home after the evening service, and she was startled when she found an intruder in her home. She caught him in the act of burglarizing, and she yelled out immediately, Stop! Acts 2.38! Which is a scripture verse that she just yelled out the reference. But the scripture verse says, Repent and be baptized, 
every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven. I mean, that's a proclamation to, to, to yell out to a criminal, isn't it? So the burglar stopped dead in his tracks. The woman calmly called the police and explained what she had done. Soon the officers arrived, took the man into custody. And as they were putting the handcuffs on him, one of the officers was a little bit perplexed and he asked, Why did you freeze? Why did you just stand there? All she did was yell out a scripture reference. The burglar said, Scripture? She said she had an axe and two thirty-eights. <laughs> Sometimes it takes drastic experiences for us to change our mindset. But our minds always change. And, and we, can, we need to be aware of the things that we're thinking about and what we're thinking about. As we learn and reflect about saved people serve people, we come to a story that reveals God changing people's minds. And you've heard me say that I rarely drive to a new place without having to turn around. And it just happened this week. My sister, who lives in Arkansas, texted me on Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday and said, hey, I'm going to be visiting my daughter-in-law in Washington, D.C., Our plans have changed and we've got some time. Would it be possible for us to meet for lunch in Baltimore? So I found a restaurant, texted her back and said, yeah, let's meet here. So so what was it? Thursday this last week, Carolyn and I got in the car and drove to Baltimore. GPS was telling me where to go. It's a restaurant that I had been to before, only once, but it was down in, in, in a harbor on the cobbled streets there and, you know, it's tight, narrow streets and little homes and little businesses. And of course, I drove right past the restaurant. Of course, I had to to find a parking spot, but still I had to turn around. I don't go any place without having to turn around at least once. And that turning around is what repentance means. Not only do we change our minds, we change our behaviors also. But oftentimes, many times, it begins with a change of mind, a change of in our thinking. Saved people serve people because God changes the minds of those who are saved and teaches us how to think, how to behave according to His ways. We've been looking at a chart. We've been building this chart each week, naming the differences between what it means to just be a volunteer, and what it means to serve out of God's calling in your own life. God has a purpose for all of us. And God didn't equip all of us to do the same things. And we need to pay attention to what God is calling us to do. And we need to do those things, not just volunteer to anything that God calls us to do. But here's, here's some differences between just volunteering and being called to serve. And we The first thing we looked at was volunteers often just do community service, just to do community service. But someone who is called recognizes that they're following God's calling in order to do some kind of ministry that has an eternal impact. And it's not just a moment in our community. And so it's an honor and a privilege. 
Volunteers can easily complain about the cost of the time or the money or the effort that it takes. But those who are called to do something understand that it is a commitment and they willingly sacrifice to do that task. Those who are volunteers, when they come into conflict with other volunteers, they may shy away from that relational conflict. But those who are called are willing to work through their relationships so that they preserve unity in the body of Christ. Oftentimes, volunteers are not expected to prepare in any way. But for those who are called to serve, they're willing to do that preparation, to do the background work. All of us who are wearing these shirts today have volunteered, oops, wrong word, have decided to follow God's call to help today in our community day. And that's why we're wearing these shirts. We prepared. We got up this morning. Some of us got here very early this morning. We put on our shirts. We planned. We prepared things. And all of that is part of following the call to do God. When it comes to receiving criticism or making correction, volunteers, they tend, no, don't, don't criticize me. If you criticize me, you can find somebody else to do this job. But someone who is called to do a task is willing to receive feedback so that they can do the task even better. And oftentimes we add this to our list today. When we volunteer and somebody else steps in to do the task with us, we might get threatened. What are you doing here? This is my job. You go do something else. But when we're called, we're grateful that God has brought other helpers with new skills and new, new abilities and fresh ideas. They're not in, we're not in competition with each other. We're here to work together to build the body of Christ together. We've got a couple more weeks in this series. We've got a couple more things on this list that we'll look at. But these are differences of what it means to be called and the commitment that we make when we're following the call to God. So today we focus on the change in our minds that comes through following Jesus Christ. All of this is is based on this verse from the book of Acts chapter 1. It says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses. That's the power that is given to us, that we will witness, telling people everywhere in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we can look in the book of Acts as we are doing for examples of this power coming upon His people and then asking the question, what does that power cause in the life of the servant, the one who is serving God? All of it also is to follow what Jesus commanded us to do. He said to His disciples, All authority in heaven has been given to Me. And now I am telling you to go and make disciples. I know we don't, we don't hear that. In America, we don't like to make anybody do anything. <laughs> we emphasize, we emphasize the, the free choice. But we are here to, to help people, to assist people, to, to cause people to grow in their understanding, to, to be students of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus, to be a student of His. So Jesus said, I've been given all authority, therefore I'm telling you, go and teach all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
teaching these new disciples, these new students of mine, these new followers of mine, to obey all the commands that I have given you. And then we, 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 we hear that verse often, but I've said this every week. We cannot forget this last part of Jesus' command. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And now every generation has looked at the situation that we find ourselves and said, those of us who follow Jesus Christ, the Lord's coming soon. Look around. You can see the signs. And in the midst of that, we still have a task to accomplish. We can't sit down, sit back, and say, Jesus is coming soon. My job is done. We don't know when Jesus is coming. Our task is constant. And Jesus says to us, be sure of this. Have faith in this. I am with you always. Jesus is with you right now, right here. And we trust that. And we go forward to do the task that He calls us to do. More specifically, I want us to look at a man today from the book of Acts, chapter 8. We're going to read verses 4-13 through out of Acts chapter 8. If you want to follow along in the Bibles that we've got here in the room, it's page 912. Or follow along in your own Bible. We need to remember in some context of this passage that, that... Stephen, in the previous chapter, Stephen, who was called to be a servant, he was not called to be a preacher. But in the act of serving others, he gave a powerful proclamation of who Jesus is. And it upset the Jewish people, the Jewish leaders in particular, to the point that they picked up stones and killed Stephen. There was a young man named Saul who was standing there with them. And Saul approved of everything that had, been, that had happened to Stephen. And immediately after the killing of Stephen, those Christians, the followers of Jesus, scattered. So would you and I. <laughs> we would run out of this space. And, 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 and we lament the places of worship in our country, where somebody has come in and, and attacked. And we are prepared for that here. We have people in the room who are ready to act and have, have, have studied and trained and, and have, have decided this is the plan. If that should happen in this space, this is what is going to happen. And we depend on you to follow our instruction when we do that. But if that happened, we all would get up and we would go. <laughs> And so you, 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 we can understand a little bit what happened to Stephen and the others who witnessed Stephen being killed in that place of worship. They scattered. But it did not stop the good news of Jesus Christ. It did not stop the power of God coming into this world. And Remember this, Jesus says, I am with you always to the ends of the earth. And you're sitting in this room precisely because Jesus is with us always to the ends of the earth. Because somebody who was in that room that day, somebody who saw Stephen martyred, somebody who heard Philip 
talk. And Simon, we're going to read their story in just a minute if I stop stop talking about Stephen. (laughs) Somebody was there that day and they told somebody else who told somebody else who told somebody who told their child who told somebody else's child and another child and another child and another child until the generations passed until someone said to you, do you know about this person, Jesus? Jesus is with us today. So let's look. I mentioned Philip and I mentioned Simon. We're going to read about them. And and remember, we're talking about how God changes the minds of people. And Acts chapter 8, verse 4 says, But the believers were scattered. And the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. One of those was Philip, for example. And he went to the city of Samaria. What did Jesus say? Go. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, which is an area north of Jerusalem and Judea, And to the ends of the earth. And it continued to spread. And we see that happening. What Jesus said happens. (laughs) And Philip went there to Samaria and he told the people there about the Messiah. Now the Samaritans were... I know these are harsh words to describe a a group of people. But they were were a mixture of Jewish people and non-Jewish people. And, And to the pure Jewish people, they were an abomination. And they were ostracized. They were treated poorly. But Philip took the message of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, to these people who the Jews said they're no good because they're unholy. They're unclean. For worship. But the crowds listened to Philip, it says in verse 6, intently, because they were eager to hear this message. What? God came for us too? The Messiah has come for us too? And not only were they eager to hear the message, they were amazed at the miraculous signs that Philip did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims. And many who had been paralyzed or lamed were, lame were healed. And so there was great joy in that city. There was a man named Simon. He'd been a sorcerer there for many years. And he w- would amaze the people of Samaria. And he claimed to be someone great. I like that word, claimed to be someone great. But we need to, we need to see this, that he evidently, there was evidence that gave something to his greatness. We see people like that in this world today. We do see people like that in our world today. And everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of Simon as the great one, the power of God. They were mistaken. So they listened closely to to Simon because for a long time he had astounded them with his magic. But, But now the people believed Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. 
And as a result, many men and women were baptized. And then Simon himself changed his mind. Simon himself believed. And Simon was baptized. And Simon began following Philip wherever he went. And he was amazed by the signs and great miracles Philip performed. I'm going to stop there. You can read more about Simon. There's more to his story. But the point that I want to make is that is that in this particular setting, Simon believes the message. Now, Simon has to be corrected in the next paragraph. <laughs> but his mind is changing. And that's the point that I want us to see today. We see God changing people's minds. Has God changed your mind? Is God asking you to, to think differently about somebody, about something, about some teaching that you have heard? And there are a lot of people in our world today who are teaching, oh, all roads lead to the same place. You can believe any religion. And, and, and I had a text from, from somebody a, a couple of weeks ago. If you're, if, if, if you're willing to give us your cell phone number, I will send you a text to encourage you each week. You don't have to receive it. You can opt out anytime you want, but I would love for it. And so somebody had given us their phone number, and I had texted uh, that, that encouraging message went out to this person and the reply that I got and you can respond to them by the way and it comes directly to me and and I read them I read the responses to those weekly texts or emails or whatever I don't get very many but know that there's a person behind there it's not a robo thing I mean we use the technology but there's a person behind it and so this this person texted after I, after I sent out this this encouraging verse about Jesus and, and this person asked the question, is Jesus the true God? We don't know where we're, our witness is going to go. We don't know who's listening, especially in this world today with technology. So, and, and, and there are many thoughts that we can have about the divine. They're not all true. And we have to change our thinking about who Jesus is. So, so the Apostle Paul, remember a few minutes ago, I mentioned this man Saul who watched Stephen killed and he approved of it. We're going to read about that Saul. His story is in chapter 9 and you can, you can read if you want to go ahead. But that Saul encountered Jesus and his mind and his life was changed. And that Saul became Paul and wrote much of what is in this New Testament that we have. And that man who once approved the killing of Stephen, but now proclaims the truth of Jesus Christ, he says this in the book of Romans, chapter 12, it says, Paul writes, So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all that He has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind God finds acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Then he instructs us, do not copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new church person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing 
and perfect. Because of the privilege and the authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think. (laughs) He doesn't stop there. We're all supposed to think. But he tells us what to think. Don't think you are better than you really are. Some of us need to think about that. (laughs) And realize, you know what? Maybe I need a little humility in my life. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. There's another verse. Paul also writes this one from Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Since you have been raised to new life in Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor And God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Think of that word hidden, it's not a secret. That that word hidden doesn't mean it, it means that it is deep inside, a protected place. A precious place. That your life is hidden deep with Christ in God. This is a great place to be. And finally, a, a third scripture from First Peter. This time we're, we're, we're switching from, from the Apostle Paul to the Apostle Peter. Peter who denied Jesus. Peter who thought he would never deny Jesus. Be careful what you're thinking. Wrote these words. Peter writes, So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back to your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better back then. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. Because the Scriptures say, You must be holy as I am holy. God has every one of us on a journey to become more and more like Christ. One of the other verses I looked up, chose not to bring it into the... It's in my mind now, so I'm going to say it. Paul also says, we must have the same mindset as Jesus Christ who did not consider it himself to be above everyone else, but he humbled himself to be the servant of all. Jesus is calling us to humble ourselves, to think about him, to to learn about him. So the challenge to us is what are we thinking about Jesus? Are we thinking about Jesus? Are we learning about Jesus? Or are we just taking whatever comes to us 
as the gospel truth when it may not be? What is our thinking? Is God asking you to change your thinking about anything? Jesus died on the cross so that we can approach God without any fear, without any trembling, without any punishment or guilt. That we can come into the presence of God where our life is hidden in Christ, in God. Where are you today? What are you thinking about Christ? Let's stand together as we pray, thinking about the way that we think about Christ, about God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, You've called us every part of our lives, as Paul said, give ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to You. Jesus, we know that the things that we often think about are unholy, especially in our world today. Evil is all around us. We need to think on You. Place our mind on the heavenly things. This morning, God, whether we're online, whether we're in this room, you may be challenging some of us. Hey, you know what? Some of the thoughts you've been having have not been pure and holy. And often, God, where our thoughts are, our behaviors are not far behind. So, Jesus, we need to confess our thoughts this morning that are unholy. And we need you to send your Holy Spirit as we have been requesting, as we have been praying, as we have been singing. Holy Spirit, come upon us. We want to be your servants to this world who are holy and pleasing, serving you in everything we do. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing our prayer. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Let's continue to pray as we sing. You're invited to come to the platform or to meet someone at the, uh, at, at the candles back at the prayer stations if you desire to pray with someone. Let's pray. God, we just want to be in your presence today. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you.
all we want is you in our lives. That's all we want is the Holy Spirit moving in us. So God, as we go today, we pray that that Holy Spirit would fill us, that we would desire nothing but you first and foremost in our lives. And everything else will 
come as it should. We're going to continue to worship up here for a few minutes. The altars are still open. Folks are still at the prayer stations. When you need to go, you can go. Our community day activities are going to be going on all afternoon. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us today. Nothing else. And nothing else.